Hey there, I'm Hank Brainerd. And I'm Nathan Black. And you're listening to Pollute Brain TV! Woo! It's the audio version. Uh, it's new. I hope you like it. Um, this was originally posted on our YouTube channel as a video podcast, uh, and you should go check that out. Check the link in the description. And if you're interested, you should definitely check out our website, pollutebrain.com. Dot our, com. Dot com. That's commercial. And our Twitter and our Instagram, which we both have, you know, pictures and, and we say words and stuff. So many words, and they're great. And if you want words with us, if you want to do the words with us, you can do our Discord and we're, we're on there. You can interact with us. You, you can, can talk to us. Wh- yeah. What do you want us to talk about? We, I mean, come on. Or wh- what should we listen to? What, what's good? Wh- yeah, what's in the hood, bro? Or just send us memes. Anything's fine. Yeah, just anything. Four mad scientists to penetrate the world wide web created the cyber necro emancipator. But then something went wrong. Terribly wrong. The system is overloading. They'd be trapped in cyberspace forever. Uh, welcome to Blue Brain TV. Uh, I'm Hank Brainerd. I'm Scott Hamilton. I'm Nathan Black. And today. What are we talking about? We're talking about Dark Skies, guys. Not Dark Skies. <laughs> that was another movie that you came out at some point. You fucked it up already. Dark City. Already. <laughs> you God fucked up what was it. going to be a flawless episode. I know. I know. It's a bad start. But Dark City by... Who is... What's his name? It's a... Uh, uh, I should... <laughs> I should Alex. have this up already. This is just a day Pro-yak. of failure already. No. Alex Proyas. Uh, directed by Alex Proyas. Released in 1998. One year before The Matrix. Uh, now, what is Dark City? Dark City is a dystopian, like, cra- just a culmination of a bunch of crazy ideas, pretty much. It's like, think Terry Gilliam meets German Expressionism. Meets, and Cronenberg. Like, yeah, and Cronenberg. Uh, just in Blade Runner a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and then with half the same plot as The Matrix... And you have Dark City, yeah. which is... It's a culmination of things that actually works. Like, it's its own unique thing, but it somehow uses all these different, like, things that it takes from. Mm-hmm. And it's from that, it's from this beautiful time in the 90s where a certain kind of science fiction movie was being made yeah. that does not get made anymore, which is the high-budget, high-concept, uh-huh. uh, effects-filled, wonky, uh, answerless sci-fi, yeah. which we don't have anymore. Mind blowing. I mean, the closest you got to that was like Inception, but that didn't have the, yeah. the, the set design in like sci-fi. Like No, it didn't depth. have the aesthetic or anything yeah. like that. Uh, it's, it's fascinating. Mm. Uh, it's, I well, I didn't, I didn't know it existed. How, how did you find out about it, Scott? So I've got my guy on the inside, uh, a guy I work with by the name of Jacob. Very, very sneaky name that. You never suspect a guy named Jacob. No, it's true. And he just hands off to me all these crazy movies that he knows for a fact I've never seen. You just come over to my house every once in a while with DVDs, and I, we never know what they are. You never know anything about them. Sometimes they're phenomenal, and sometimes they're phenomenal in a completely different way. We have watched Krull. We've watched Dune. Uh, we've watched <laughs> The Dark Crystal, which was something. <laughs> I love the These Dark are all Crystal. in the same vein, kind of. I can they are. That, yeah. That's the thing, was these first few, Jacob says that The Dark City was the last of, like, his dark, like, suggestions. Okay. Like, they're all filmed something Jacob's about Jacob's dark suggestions. 
I know. Sounds like a snuff film, like VHS title or something that they would hand you. One yeah, of these days it's just going to be a snuff film. <laughs> I'm almost positive. It's like, I'm, I'm weaning you up to that, man. <laughs> Maybe that's what Ringers, Lord of the Ringers actually is. <laughs> it kind of looks like something that would. It's, it looks very bootleg. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't believe it's an official product. <laughs> All right, well, we're telling this hack, so let's recount the plot. Um, so it starts with a fella. A fella. Uh, he, John Murdoch, great science fiction protagonist name. Oh, wake, perfect. <laughs> wakes up in a bathtub uh, with amnesia. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's also like memento. It's also kind of memento. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of things, honestly. Um, he wakes up in a bathtub, no memory of what he is, and he's in this weird dark city where there's never day and and people, people just kind of move on to the next thing yeah. constantly. And nobody really knows their past. And uh, should we go through what the what it's actually about? Cause it, yeah, I, I, I almost feel like it's necessary for, for the yeah, film to a certain degree. To talk degree. about it. I don't, but it, I want people to see it. That's the other thing, too. Because it's kind of yeah. a mystery, It's mm-hmm. uh, but it unravels in a really weird interesting way yeah because it, it you, you're split between what kind of a movie it is because mm-hmm. you'll have these these backdrops for the um the strangers which without spoiling anything it's it, it kind of a group of it's like nosferatu alien. looking yeah, assholes yeah. <laughs> uh, one of them played by richard o'brien of rocky horror uh and what's the other one i don't know and, and Scott said one of the there's like one a, a younger kid one. Yeah, that there's ended two up, kids play the one the one tiny Mister Mister no Mister Hands Richard O'Brien Mister whatever they're all Mister something. <laughs> it's like Mister Hand yeah, Mister well, Book Mister Mr. 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 Tower uh, and all. Mister Anderson, right? Isn't that the Matrix thing? Like Mr. That Anderson. is, yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's right. No, it's not. Mister Anderson. <laughs> Mister Anderson. Mr. Anderson. Mr. Anderson. Isn't, isn't that the I quote? Seen the Matrix we can correct years, ourselves so later. Yeah, that's not correct. Right now we're talking about Richard O'Brien aliens. Um, so they are dead bodies that have been inhabited by space energy slugs. And <laughs> they control everything. Uh, they control a massive clock at the bottom of the world that stops every night at midnight. Or, and everyone else stops. Uh, and they just go through and tinker with things. Uh and you kind of understand what they're doing the later you get into the movie. It's it's weird the way that it uh, it's weird the way that yeah, it well, establishes there, things. It was strange uh, when the when the first time that the clock hit it, it, it was kind of that eight and a half moment where it was just John Murdoch stepping over the cars and like looking inside the cars, and there's just everyone just kind of sitting there. Yeah, and it was really I don't know. There were so many moments in the film where it was like it, it just like worked. Like there was something that was intriguing and that yes. kept you wanting to go with it. It, I mean, it's a movie of ideas yeah. it, it, where it works the best, I think. It's just a lot of great science fiction ideas, uh, which makes it really fun to watch. It um, but it's also filled with cliches like John Murdoch. So his power is that he does not stop at midnight. And he also has mind or uh, telepathy. <laughs> he can like throw things with his mind it's called, and doors re- appear. Really overdone it's called effects. cuning. It's called cuning. cuning. How could you forget such tuning. an important detail? It's so <laughs> 90s. I don't... It's But it's... Again, it's the same movie as The Matrix a year before and way wilder and way more sure. science fiction because I think we talked about this over text at least. I mean, mm-hmm. The Matrix was an action sci-fi. For sure. This yeah. is a hard sci-fi mm-hmm. with like a few Dragon Ball-esque action scenes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like lasers and I don't It's insane. One of my favorite, I, can't, I think it was Roger Ebert said it in 
regards to like when he's using his powers there's like these like just distortion waves coming out of his forehead yeah. and the quote was just how else would you expect mind and mind energy to work <laughs> how would you expect it to <laughs> that's, look it's true <laughs> it really is yeah, it's it's fascinating though it's a fascinating movie it's i mean and we talk uh, it's crazy science fiction ideas great in production design you, you have a lot of um the noir elements actually work mm -hmm. really well in this. It's shot like a film noir. It's even, shot even though the the, the the private detective is very you know, you know, like white bread kind yes. of noir. He's very you know mysterious, and he he carries around like this antique of which they have a reason for that being in there. But uh, this like antique accordion that he always plays. Yeah, it's, it's very strange. And he's played by uh, William Hurt of mm -hmm. all people, uh, and Jennifer Connelly's in it. I I don't know. Yeah, it's noirish. That's another thing. Mm -hmm. It's like. If you've ever seen like L.A. Confidential or any of the '90s neo noirs, yet another thing that it's just taking from. It's a weird amalgamation of you, every kind of movie that was popular in the '90s. You can probably when you start watching it, believing it's a noir because everything. There's not a really a hint. Is there a hint really that it's a sci-fi movie from the get-go, like from the beginning introduction? Just kind of him walking around and. And apparently that was the idea. It was yeah. originally going to be a movie about a detective that's trying yeah. to solve a case, but then realizes that nothing makes sense. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know. I think that sounds like a cooler movie than yeah. they came up with. It seems like a story still in the movie, you know, with the, uh, the detective that, like, loses sure. his mind. It just, yeah. And it's like, instead of the story being just that, it's it, like they skipped forward a few... Yeah, they changed mm, the focus of it. ...times, whatever your favorite unit is. Yeah. And so it lures you in and pulls a rug under your feet, kind of. Yeah. Well, what did you guys... So, what I wrestle with is the script. What did you guys... I thought it was a... Good and terrible script at the same I time. Think, I think it needed to be pretty lifeless because that's kind of, you know, the world that it's in. But it's also, there's so much exposition. There, there's a few monologues that I would really yeah. like think about shortening or at least simplifying. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah so they, they give you all the information slowly, but then they give you all the rest of the information in a five-minute boat ride. <laughs> and it's <laughs> terrible. And, and by that point in the movie, you already have kind of, yeah. you're kind of figuring out what's happening. With, but, the then plot. again, we watched the director's cut. Uh, what uh, happens in the... Yeah. So in the theatrical cut, the studio um, encouraged the director to clear up what's, what's about to happen, in the, or clear up what happens before the events of the movie so that the uh, audiences wouldn't feel lost and not they understand what's happening. people would get confused by Dark City. The beginning of a Dragon Ball like anime when it comes to this little like intro thing where it's like, this is what happened last time. That's exactly what it is. It's yeah. just like, as far as I can tell, it's... Uh, Reading up on it, at least it's a panning shot with Kiefer Sutherland tells you, hey, so the strangers Oh, yeah, Kiefer Sutherland's in it. He's a crazy mad scientist. It's weird. Mad scientist based off a real-life person by a seeming moves of it. A man who's a schizophrenic, most likely. Oh, great. <laughs> Same name. Fun fact. Okay. These facts are useless, but, you know, you've got them now. a lot of fun facts. Yeah, so Kiefer Sutherland just straight up tells you aliens came and they're, they're dying and they need the power of the human soul to not die. And then now the movie starts. Thing. God damn it. Which yeah, it, is funny seeing them put that in because it's not hard to put together. Like, if you've not put it together by the boat ride, it's... I can't imagine, like, if there's, like, a test group that, like... Like, the boat, the boat ride's in both versions of the movie. How can you not be, like, sure of what's happening after that? Yeah, everything's been yeah. very well explained Well, I think now. from now we can go into spoilers, but yeah. one of the things that I... Um, the spoilers, guys. Spoilers. So, Spoiler the, so alert. the concept of the movie is that uh, they live in this floating city mm -hmm. in space because Earth was destroyed, and these aliens are basically using the humans as an experiment. And so there's never... There's never... 
daytime because they never let it get to that point. They just stop everything. They stop everyone and reset them. They implant them with whatever memories they want to test out whatever hypothesis they have about mm-hmm. humans. To just try and understand the human soul, <laughs> which is great. Well, yeah, and I actually liked how they foreshadowed that because it's, it starts with, like, there's a spiral. It's, like, like throughout the movie, mm-hmm. and you see it in, like, a... Um, Keith Sutherland, uh, Keith, Keith Sutherland's uh, like little rat maze he has. It's like circular, and there's a rat going around. So it's, I mean, it's pretty like on the nose, but like it's, it works pretty well. Like, editor, throw the rat maze scene on. Yeah, it's <laughs> terrible, isn't it? <laughs> that being said, I do love the. It's the kind of movie where there's a lot of like imagery and things you can read into. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, they do a lot of things visually. They try. Like not just visually, but like you know things like naming. Like naming, uh, not conventions, but like how they name certain characters, like Liz Schreiber being based off like the schizophrenic guy. Once again, these things are useless in terms of filmmaking, but hey, I find them fun, so you won't, but I'm telling you anyway. Hell yeah. But there's a lot of stuff, like when you go to the Wikipedia page, it's fun to read into it, but it's not like the movie's actually providing you like something you can go down in, like, in the shots. Mm-hmm. It's something that you know. After the fact, you're like, "That was pretty fun," or "That was garbage." Or, or it makes Wikipedia. it makes it a little more interesting what the writers were thinking or what they wanted to kind of say with it. Or, yeah. I'm the nerd. I like that kind of stuff of reading, like intended things, what was meant to be, you know. I know I'm terrible. <laughs> I would like to read more about the production of this movie because it's just a lot, a lot of bad CGI, but a lot of practical effects. Oh, and yeah, I still, I'm really still good. thinking about the set that they have the strangers um, in yeah. with like the. The big face with the clock and stuff. It, it just is awesome. It looks so cool. Yeah. And the entirety of the movie was shot on a soundstage. It's, uh, so it's just a complete yeah. made, fabricated world. It's just interesting. And, and by the end of the movie, there, there, there's, a, there's kind of the plot line where they're trying to figure out um, their like childhood memories kind of again. And they keep remembering this beach, uh, Shell Beach. And um, they end up breaking through the wall, and there's like a boardwalk out there, and they they see like the the ocean finally. And uh, I just thought it'd be funny if Jim Carrey was out there, and uh, <laughs> he's like the Truman Show. He's like, "Damn guys, you guys got it worse than me over there." That's another movie. It's like it's like the yeah, Truman it Show. It is a lot like the Truman God Show. Damn it. Um, <laughs> we can wrap this fucking bullshit fest up. Well, bullshit what, fest. Uh, oh, yeah. Did you guys like Dark City? I had a lot of fun. I Dark enjoyed City. it. I highly I had fun like, too. I highly recommend it. It's, good time. it's a dumb. No, it's Did not you, dumb. It's a. If you like science fiction, it's absolutely. Yeah, it's watch high it. concept enough to where like you're not going to like be mind numbed by it, but it's still it's still like enjoyable to watch too. So it's like a good combo. If you liked Mouth of Madness, I'd also recommend. Which this. Uh, we one day we will upload our Mouth of Madness episode. Yes, yes. Uh, we have not done that. We haven't done that. It's a secret. We're only on to like three episodes. <laughs> Mouth of Madness and I mean, Dune like, and we have a little machine uh, gun Dune, stuff I mean. we can throw out there. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Mostly, well, even outside of the concept, the movie is just a lot of fun to just like look at. So much brilliant, yeah, like sure. so many brilliant shots, pictures, um, everything. Like for your inner nerd like myself, like architecture is just it's cool to look at because it looks like one city, but then a few shots later, it looks like a complete other end of the world. It's all just really fun to look at. Yeah, it's just a fun, interesting movie. Did any movies like that? Um was the crow high grossing? Do you guys know? Like, was that a big box? Office? Yes, I believe it was. Cause that oh, was... that's the other thing. Uh, director of the crow mm-hmm. and gods of Egypt. <laughs> Classic. Classic gods of Egypt. I will say, do you guys fun last trivia? I promise. Do you guys know what? Uh, do you guys know what Dark City made at the box office? It made. I I saw this. It made exactly point five million more than its budget. Point two million. Point two million. There you go. <laughs> 
It made $200,000. They walked around the office handing people pocket change probably after that. Everyone gets $50. <laughs> yeah. Jesus well, at least Christ. we aren't broke. All right. So uh, we'll wrap this up. We'll say, uh, as with last week, join our Discord. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to put a call out to our fans, to our one fan, uh, whoever might be watching. Uh, we're looking for movies to talk about. Please. Yes. We don't have that you. many. Um, what we want are really give us something obscure. Give us something we have never heard about, and for we would sure. love to watch it and talk yes. about it. Just send it to us. Definitely. Send us the trailer. Anything you can. Uh, check out our Discord. We'll put the link in the description. Check us out on SoundCloud and Spotify for the audio version, uh, and follow us on Instagram. How's that? And take a look at my asshole. <laughs> maybe another time. Yeah, maybe another time. It's all just gonna it. fall with us in it. <laughs> yeah, we're just gonna. <laughs>